Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All of the major sports are in action this week with the college football playoffs ready to kick off. Bet Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info, including news for pro football, the NBA, upcoming fights, and NHL games this season. Head to the website today to get into the action and see all of the updated odds for the week. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. This is Believe Me right here on Stadium TV. I am Cam Rogers. So great to be with you here on this Saturday morning. We've got Brandon Lang of BrandonLang.com. And welcome back, Casey Hudson, sports betting analyst. We've got a lot of football to talk about on this program. We've got the Rose Bowl. We've got the Sugar Bowl. We've got massive games in the NFL as the playoff push is on Casey, welcome back. How was your Christmas? It was good. It was good. I think I mentioned that I had the overload of family, but I had the perfect amount of gifts, food, and alcohol, so I'm a happy camper. And I love my family. Let's not get that wrong. They're just a lot. Yeah, shout out to the fam, of course. Brandon, (laughs) how was your holiday? Let me tell you something. When you shop for your girlfriend for Christmas and you step out and buy her shoes or boots, you got to be, you better be on point. (laughs) <laughs> because if you make the mistake and ha, 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 and get them something they don't like, they you know then they'd return it and you keep the yep. receipts or whatever. So you better do your research. You better get in that closet, some kind of style she's got, a little bling bling. You just got to make sure whatever. <laughs> and then boots, boots you can match up with what she's got in her closet. That you can kind of match up and get a feel colors or whatever. But when it comes to stiletto heels. You better be on point if you're going to step there because that's a that's a trick. So I stepped out and matched up Paris Texas brand of boots that she has with a stiletto heel. I was very very nervous about little bling bling, and <laughs> when she opened them up and she looked at them, we're talking three two fastball, go deep, grand slam, home run, bam, nailed it. We love that. She, abs- she just absolutely loves them. That's it. It's Merry Christmas. When you when you step out in that little little gray area there and you hit at the ballpark. Yep. So it was a very, very good Christmas. And she got me some great stuff. She got me a jacket that was unbelievable. And some uh because we're going to Manhattan for New Year's and I don't have really have any like like boots to wear, just like tennis shoes or whatever. So she got me like a little high top pair of boots to walk around Manhattan. So it was just a couldn't have been a more perfect Christmas. So bam. nice. We love that. There we go. How about that for Brandon Casey? Pretty good shopping for a woman. <laughs> the effort. With no direction, right? Right. I'm going to have you talk to my brother so that he can get it right finally. Hey, listen, I tell people all the time if you start dating a woman, the first thing you should do Check is get in her closet and get her shoe set because the fact that you are making an effort to buy her shoes is within itself. Yeah, they appreciate that so much. It took the time. Then if you nail it, it means so much that you took the time. And that's what it is. It's the time and the effort. Um, it is. And and I tell guys, if you if you do that, 
and you start dating someone that will put you notches above of, of other stuff, whatever. So dating one-on-one advice from B Lang, but a bing, bada boom. <laughs> and uh, let's rock and roll some games. I don't, how did I do last week on picks? Uh, three and four on the week. So, okay. you, know, well, you know, it's happened, you know, it's the industry and we but listen, on. probably the four losses teams. were Ravens Monday night though. Yeah, there you go. One of the few people in the world that had the Ravens. I mean, the whole (laughs) world was on the Niners. The whole world was on the Niners, man. Here, real quick, before we get into the games. Yeah. If you look at the Baltimore Ravens record, if you look at their three losses, they had Pittsburgh beat on the road in some weird fourth quarter that happened. Mm-hmm. The loss to Cleveland, they were up 14 with less than five to go. Lamar throws it, bounces off somebody, pick six, which allowed Cleveland to get back in it. And I think their other loss, they were leading in the fourth quarter. Um, the Colts. The Colts mm-hmm. leading in the fourth quarter. We are literally a blink of an eye away from them being undefeated going into this part of the season. That's how together this team is. I love, well, we'll get to the game in a minute, but I just, man, <laughs> I'm a fan of the Ravens. I just am. And Lamar, oh my God, he's so much fun to watch. They're, they're exciting. So let's go. We'll talk about Ravens and Dolphins later, potential AFC championship preview, but we start in college football, Brandon, and let's do it. Let's talk about it. Alabama, Michigan. Wolverines laying a point and a half in this one. Alabama 1-0 and as a dog this season. Nick Saban historically very good as a dog. What's the move here, my friend? Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> Obviously, from the regular season to bowl preparation to a bowl game, Something happens to Jim and his black glasses that looks like he should be the supervisor of the geek squad at Best Buy. Let's be honest here. Okay. Last six bowl games for Jimmy Harbaugh. 0-6 straight up. 0-6 against the spread. So if you want to trust Jimmy Harbaugh is going to finally get it right against good old Nick Saban, I don't see it. Uh Uh-uh. I will force Harbaugh to show me that something's changed. Bowl preparation, bowl game, on paper. You give me Nick Saban getting points against anybody. I will never pass it up. It's the right side of the game. Yeah, Casey, Alabama was very impressive in that SEC championship game. Got in with a lot of controversy. We talked about it on the show, of course. Where are you going here? It's hard to root against the SEC. I mean, SEC is 22 and four in non-conference BSC title games and playoffs and so on and so forth, building off of what Brandon said. But my thing is, is that Michigan can do some things well, but these bowl games are not for playing it safe. They're not for the composed quarterbacks. They're not for all the things that you can rave about when it comes to McCarthy. They're for those unorthodox, gritty, nasty plays. And Alabama's pass defense can potentially come up strong when it comes to that comparison. So they got two all-stars in their cornerback room. They've got Nick Saban leading the charge here. It's just kind of hard to root against Alabama whether you want them to win or not. So I'm with Brandon on this one. And I will Crimson say this, tie. by the way. Yep. People could say Alabama was lucky to beat Auburn. In the rivalry game. Well, I will tell you this. The last possession for Michigan on third and eight. There was an offensive pass interference penalty 
where he blatantly pushes off to get the first down. I will go to my grave and saying, make the call. Commentators even said it, how, how bad that call was missed. They, of course, take six minutes off the clock and kick the field goal. I will believe that if that penalty is called, Ohio State wins that game outright. Because at that point, they couldn't stop Ohio State offensively. They could stop Harrison Jr. They, they, they could. Michigan got away with murder in that game. So both both teams probably should have lost. Michigan should have lost Ohio State, and Alabama should have lost Auburn. So at the end of the day, I don't want to hear people cry about, well, they barely beat Auburn. Listen, I jumped on that bandwagon thinking they barely beat Auburn, who lost to New Mexico State. I'm going to take Georgia. Yeah, nice job there. You can see in the first quarter of the game, you're like, oh, my God, I'm on the wrong side of the game. Alabama's going to yep. win this game. Just don't go against saving, getting points in the story. Alabama, nine and okay. four against the spread here this season. All right, let's go to the Sugar Bowl, Casey. We've got Texas, Washington. Washington getting four points in this one. Should be a lot of points, in my opinion, two really good quarterbacks. Where is the value? I think that the spread can be covered here, but I don't see Washington pulling it off unless it's a one or two point game. I just, I can't root against Texas per se when it comes to how much talent they have or how creative they get with their play calling. When you look at comparable offenses to what Washington does, they can be insufferable offensively, but Texas faced off with Oklahoma pulled off a narrow win 34 to 30 there. And I see this being a similar tango here. So I don't want to go against Texas. I think that they can take this one out. Right. But if Washington keeps it close, they can be the ones to sneak through. So Texas knows they have to come out fast and strong and have a commanding first half of football. Yeah. Texas really talented. Brandon, do you like the points here? Minus four. Look at it this way. If you can go into Alabama and beat Nick Saban in Alabama, you got a squad. And the only hiccup was the rivalry game against Oklahoma. They lost that. Oklahoma probably had their best game of the year. And since then, this Texas team has been unstoppable. And what they did the last two weeks, I'm not discounting what the Washington Huskies did. But Washington State, who lost at home 44-7 to Arizona, went into Washington the last game of the year and had them on the ropes. That wasn't a very good Washington team. For whatever reason... I'm not a big fan of the head coach of Arizona, Dan Landy. Landing, Landing, whatever. I think it's Landing. Is it Landing? Landing, yep. I am not a big fan of his. He's a horrible in-game coach. Oregon should have beat them twice. That man can't coach. He can recruit, but he can't coach. He's a horrible coach. Stealing money up there in Oregon. Washington just had their number. This is the best defense that Washington's going to see all year long. There's at least four to five first round draft choices in the, in the eight deep D line of, of Texas. This is the best defense Washington's going to see all along. Listen, Stanford had Washington on the ropes in Stanford. Right. Oregon state would have beat Washington had it not been a rainy day, a rainy day, a horrible rainy day up in Corvallis or they don't beat them. I think Texas is your national champion. I've called it all, all year long. I believe they are a squad to be reckoned with. I'm laying the points here. <laughs> UT, we're on Texas, by the way. Fun nugget here. Both teams have top five special teams, according to Pro Football Focus. So punting, field goals, et cetera. Very, very good on both sides there. All right, let's go to the NFL. And a potential, maybe, NFC championship preview. Lions, Cowboys, Brandon. Cowboys went on the road in Miami and at least competed. They are laying less than a touchdown, minus six at home. What are you doing? 
Let me use an analogy that everybody can relate to, seeing as I live in Las Vegas. You're the Detroit Lions. You just clinched your division. You're in the playoffs since 1844. That's like going to Vegas. And you partied like you've never partied before. You let it all hung out. You did E, did a little blow, <laughs> drank, went to the nightclubs, listened to your favorite DJ. Tiesto was playing at the MGM. You stayed in the mansions with all your boys. You partied like you've never partied before. And you get back home and you wake up that next morning and you can't move. <laughs> You're like, oh Worst. my God, what did I do? I can't move. I can't, I can't function. I can't function. That's Detroit. For them to overcome that monumental, to get in the playoffs, to beat Minnesota at Minnesota, you're in. And now you're facing a Dallas team that has come off two horrific losses. And now Dallas is playing at home where they have been unstoppable. Detroit can't, Matt. They they can't. They, they, they just can't. This is like Detroit going to this is like Detroit going to the Baltimore Ravens, where the Ravens just ran them and Detroit could do nothing. You listen, you partied, you partied hard, and now you got to get back up. Uh-uh. Dallas will cover that. Dallas will win that game by double digits. Detroit will be like, listen, we just we just didn't have it. They're in. Bingo. And you know what's funny is you're probably gonna get the Rams going to Detroit. In the playoffs, and Matthew Stafford going back there, which is a yeah. great drama in its own right. So I think Dallas flat out gets it done. All right, Casey, can the Lions rip enough Advil and cure this hangover, or are you going Dallas? I was on the wrong side of this argument last time. I have no problem admitting when I come up short or wrong, and I've got to stick with the Cowboys on this one. Um, aside from the colorful picture that Brandon painted there, the Cowboys have won five in a row against the Lions. Additionally, they're seven and three over 10 games, and the Lions have not defeated the Cowboys since 2011. If you're a statistics person, an eye test person, these statistics are very, 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 very hard to ignore. Not to mention is that the Cowboys don't like how things played out versus the Dolphins, and the Dolphins are came in a bit stronger in certain aspects of the game. You've got the Lions that let up about 20 more air yards than the Dolphins do. Uh, their ground protection is a little bit stronger, but still the Cowboys are going to want to redeem themselves. I bet against them last time. I will not make that mistake again. I am in full agreement with Brandon and the hangover <laughs> coming in hot. Dallas, 7-0 and oh, straight up at home, 6-1 and one at home against the number. They are very good there. All right, let's go to the Dolphins and Ravens. The Ravens are laying three in this one, Casey. My Ravens, my goodness, look like the Super Bowl favorites right now coming off a big-time win against the 49ers where they made Brock Purdy look like Sam Darnold. So, Casey, where's the value in this one? Uh, I'm kind of going back and forth on this one, but it's kind of hard to look away from what the Ravens have done. I know a lot of people are going to go with the whole, the Dolphins are coming off of extensive rest, but not all teams perform well coming off of rest. They're, they're they have this fatigue and it takes them a while to get to their game plan. Um, the Dolphins a little bit more efficient when it comes to certain numbers on offense, about 5.7 more efficiency on third downs, which those are the crunch time numbers that come in hot in these kind of games. But the Ravens defense is only allowed 145 air yards the teams that got the most work on them rams jaguars 49ers texans they're going to learn from their game plan and shortcoming and i can't imagine they're going to let the dolphins get away with this one so i think the dolphins should enjoy that big win versus the cowboys because i don't think the ravens are going to give it to them 
Yeah, really tough, sharp line here, Brandon. Minus <clears throat> three. For what it's worth, the Ravens are four and three against the number at home. So not great per se. So I had Dallas over Miami. And I'm watching that first possession. Dallas goes right through them. On the third and one play, they pitch it to Pollard. Goes around. Could have put his foot in the ground, head down, went low, touchdown, 7 nothing, game over. Instead, he tries to go straight through, get stopped, but it's still first and goal at the one. And I remember sitting there going, why do I have a gut feeling something bad's about to happen? I swear on my daughter's life, that's exactly what I said as I'm watching this game. I'm like, he should have scored there. And wouldn't you know it, here comes the fumble, and I just got this mm. chill like going, I've done this business for 30 years. I'm sitting in my pad in Vegas. I'm watching the game. I called it to myself, and I'm sitting there going, it's so amazing how you call this stuff. It really is. And that seven points off the board changed the whole complexity of the game. Dallas should have won that game. Dallas's defense played so well. They should have won that game, but they didn't. I bring that up saying that I've said it all year long. Miami's not beat a team with a winning record all year long until they beat Dallas. And in my opinion, they didn't beat Dallas. Dallas beat themselves. Right. I'm surprised this line isn't four and a half. You cannot go against the Ravens in this spot here. This is a lamb being led to the slaughter. This is like Miami going to Buffalo where they got absolutely drilled. Try to do that little three-step drop BS against the Baltimore Ravens in that defense because their linebackers are too good. Their defensive front's too good. It's a bad matchup. For I'll buy the half point, lay two and a half with the Ravens at home, and I'll keep riding the Ravens. And I'll add Baltimore. this. There's a lot of injuries right. for the Dolphins as well. So oh, that's huge. not going to play in favor to them. They're banged up. Yep. So trying to pull off those big, gritty plays is not going to work in favor for them. Yep. Yeah, Jalen Waddle. We'll see if he plays in that one. But yeah, very impressive for Miami to at least beat Dallas. Finally beating a winning team. So like you got that going for you. But now you go to Baltimore. It'll be tough. All right. Let's talk about the Raiders and the Colts. I picked this game because low key there are playoff implications here. The Colts are laying three and a half in this one at home. Brandon, the Raiders are in the hunt actually for the AFC West and a wild card. The Colts are in the hunt as well for the division and a wild card. So what are you doing here? If you can go into Kansas City and you can beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, there's something to be said of that. So let's make sure we're clear on this. They lose to Minnesota 6-0. Their defense plays fantastic. They turn around and score 279 points against the Chargers. Off that monumental win, they roll into KC and beat a team they haven't beat since Christ came back 2,000 years ago. And so now here they are going to Indy, facing the Colts, getting three and a half. You cannot go against it. They look different. They feel different. They're playing different. Pierce is earning himself the head coaching job. You have to ride the Raiders. You can't go against them right now. You just can't. They look like a whole different football team. Yeah, Casey, the Raiders are six and one against the number in their last seven. Yeah, I mean, Pierce has led this team to four wins and has kept him in contention for a title. So I think that speaks a lot to not only what he's brought to the table, but how the players are responding to them. You're seeing a lot of lot less stupid mistakes out there. You're seeing a lot less stupid play calling as well. And yeah, the Raiders haven't won a division title since 2002, but there's always time for a turnaround. Colts are a bit more on the inconsistent side as well. So I like the Raiders yeah. in this position to continue riding the high and growing under this new coach and uh, the new staffing situation. Head coaching and direction is everything for a team. If you can't bring out the best in your players, you have no shot there. So being able to speak to the talent and actually put them in a position to play good football is all the difference here. So I like the Raiders in this position immensely. 
Okay, and by the way, the Raiders are one of the least penalized teams in the NFL, which is, I think, a testament to the coaching that we have here in Las Vegas. And by the way, it usually wasn't the case. Usually they are very highly penalized. So interesting stat there. All right, Casey, big home dog alert. 49ers traveling to my area, the DMV, to take on the commanders who are catching 13 points at home coming off a really bad loss against the Jets, but you do have Jacoby Brissett in at quarterback. Could be an upgrade there. Are you going to take the points at home? Um, the 49ers traveling should completely still command this 13 point swing here. If they do not do so, then the fraudulent alert should really start ringing in. This is the time where you're playing your best football. You don't come and drop games to teams that may put up a decent fight here or there. Um, I know the quarterback in position has been a little bit of a surprise here, but the 49ers should swing this 13 nice and easy. Okay. Minus 13 with the 49ers on the road. Are you going to do it, Brandon? Well, check this out. The posted total in the game is 49. Okay, so for me, I'm going to tell you something right now. I wouldn't be surprised if the against this commander's defense, which literally can't play dead in a Western, um, they can't stop anybody. Listen, if I took my girlfriend, put her in a football uniform, and put her in the slot, she'd get six catches for 99 yards. These <laughs> commanders, we could hey, we could put Cam, we could listen, we could put Cam in the slot. Little Wes Welker look alike. He'd get you four catches for 30 yards against. Listen, I'm 60. <laughs> I look good. Put me in a football uniform. Put me outside. I'll get nine catches for a buck 40 against the commanders. So I'll be shocked if the Niners against this defense don't score 35 to 38. That means I just need the commanders to get 14 and they will. So I'm not a big double digit chalk lane brother from the South side. Not happening, but I'll take over 49 here and watch the Niners okay. offense rebound and get it done. I think the overs the play here. Yeah. I thought maybe you were going to go with the minus 13 there, Brandon, but that's typically not your way. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see by the way, the public versus the sharps in that game and where they're all at. I bet the public will be on San Francisco. All right. But I will say let's this. Go. They, did, yep. they did just cover a 13 and a half at Arizona. So if, well, if I, you know, gun to my head, I think. Timing of the season, I feel like they'll start pulling players at a certain point also. So even uh, though it'd be cool to see them lay the double digit, like they don't need to be wearing out their players for a matchup like this. At least that's what that's I was foreseeing. Absolutely. All right, guys, let's go to a major showdown in the NFC South. All of a sudden, Tampa Bay looks like a good team. Ripping off four straight wins here, Brandon, laying two and a half at home against the Saints. They've owned the Saints lately. Go back to Tom Brady. They've just flat out owned them. This game is tricky to me because Baker Mayfield's been arguably the best quarterback in the NFL the last couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. But just when you buy into Baker – he throws up the clunker. He just does. It's it, it's almost like you know it's coming. Um, but with that being said, watching basically in a game like this, who do you trust? Carr or Baker? Mine's two and a half. Basically, a team that wins this game is going to cover the number. Who do you trust? Carr is a red zone pick throwing machine. Simple as that. I watched it with the Raiders in Vegas. I've watched it here. He the man can't get out of his own way. Something tells me the Saints are going to win this game. Something tells me they are. As crazy as that sounds, something tells me. But I cannot trust Carr against Baker Mayfield. So I'll lay the number of Tampa Bay. Okay. Casey, Tampa Bay, your area, of course, looking very, very good here. 
Yeah, actually, I'm I'm in favor of this. Uh, regardless of what Baker Mayfield does, I said in the beginning of the year and the season that his connection with Mike Evans was only going to get stronger. Chris Godwin made a contention to say, get me more involved. And then you got Rashad White, who's just completely sprung out as a pass cast run, running back, who's alleviated this offense and a lot of their mess. This offensive line is their biggest problem, but defense is not. Devin White knows that he has a contract issue laying on his head. He cannot make an argument for his life to make more money unless he comes up with those big plays, which is what he did so well when they faced the same earlier in the season it's going to be the defense that pulls it off for this team but I think that Baker Mayfield continues to build on his relationship with Mike Evans find him in those dirty areas and get the job done also get your tight end involved that's where the red zone play is really going to come in Kate Otten may have had some major drops this season but he's going to have to be a key guy for them versus this Saints team that's not expecting him Saints are going to be expecting Mike Evans who if he doesn't get himself ejected can still be a big playmaker but they're going to have to get other players involved regardless I think the Saints are just their own kryptonite they fall apart at the worst times and this defense can fluster them immensely and Winfield is now healthier which I love Tampa Bay wins. They win the NFC South, and you two are always winners here on the show. Brandon Lang, Casey Hudson, Cam Rogers coming at you on Believe Me. We'll talk to you next week. Happy New Year. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.